is another edition of Under Rocks from WNIJ. Hey, Spencer. Hey, Sue. Have you seen all of these posters all over Sycamore of uh, a WCPW? It's got a bunch of, like, big tough guys on them, like, and, like they're going to wrestle or fight or something. I have seen these posters, Sue. What and is that? Not only have I seen these posters, but I've also seen the WCPW in person. No. Now, no way. People might have seen these posters, too, around Sycamore, and maybe you were wondering, what's going on here? Is this WWE in yeah. Sycamore? And, well, they don't have the big arena, but there were still some big personalities and some big hits over there, too. There's actually dozens of independent wrestling promotions around the country, including two here in northern Illinois we're talking about today. There's WCPW, that's Windy City Pro Wrestling, and I'll talk about my experience there. We'll also listen back to WNIJ's visit to Zawa, or Zen of Wrestling Academy. So stay tuned for that coming up in just a minute. Now, I got to see a match over at Sycamore Rec Center a few months ago. And, and let me tell you something. It was my very first ever wrestling <laughs> match in life. Wow. Wow. Okay. Because I've been to one. I went to uh, WWE at the Metro Center in Rockford back when it was the Metro Center. And, oh. you know, from, you know, 100 miles up in the bleachers or whatever. But I can't believe this is happening on a local level. Right in our backyard. Okay. So they do they have characters? Like, WWE it, are they because they look like it on the posters it was but. the full the full uh, shebang there was okay. there's characters they have you know <laughs> the entrance music they uh, they they come out to the announcer and the music I, I just want to talk about a few of my my favorite oh, things please. I witnessed uh, <laughs> from this event I got to see a lot of chairs <laughs> broken on a lot of backs okay ouch um, another one of my favorite moments they did a podcast in the middle of the wrestling match um so it was like an intermission there's there's two guys up on uh, with a table and in chairs and a microphone <laughs> and a little uh you know sponsor drink sitting on the table and they started doing like a podcast in the middle of the wrestling did everyone start booing <laughs> well that was the thing after about okay. five minutes of the, the podcast okay. quote unquote you know words were said and all of a sudden, a guy comes out of nowhere, oh. smashes the podcast table, drink goes flying, <laughs> fights ensue. <laughs> uh, we haven't had that happen to us yet. It was quite amazing to see. The best thing, though, I witnessed was okay. this was probably the best finishing move in, in the match I saw. One of the wrestlers actually w- went to the went to the side of the, the ring, to the crowd, and grabbed a, a probably about a 10-year-old kid out of the crowd, <laughs> grabbed her up, then proceeded to use the child as a sort of battering ram to finish <laughs> off his enemy. And then just gently placed the child, who looked uh, looked like they enjoyed themselves, okay. back into the crowd, and that was the finishing move, the, the child smasher. Uh, it, it was Never. like nothing I've ever seen. Never seen anything like that. <laughs> and I've seen the pros. So right? Yeah. Wow. You've seen the pros, wow. but have you seen WCPW? This I don't think it gets any more under rocks than this. It's <laughs> wrestling hidden right in our backyard. And I guess I lied a little bit because it wasn't really my first wrestling match I've seen. Because oh, really? 
because about four or five years ago for the station, I got to go cover a wrestling match with with a certain wrestler that we actually know. We're, we're not going to reveal his real name right now, okay. but he is the librarian. the librarian. Oh my God, my favorite wrestler. Let's go back. Let's take a little trip back in time to one of uh, the old gems from the WNIJ archive, and that is our wrestling match with the librarian. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Okay, and rumor has it that we're going to get an update on what the on the librarian and his ilk right after this, though. That's right. So stay tuned for that update. Enjoy this old match from the librarian. Shh. Librarian's got a dirty face. What do you say we wash it off? I have to confess something. I've been watching wrestling, not recorded, but live, and not on a screen, but in the back of a sandwich shop, and not in a huge megalopolis like Chicago or Rockford, but in Oregon, not the state, the city, Oregon, Illinois. I've been watching live wrestling in the back of a sandwich shop in Oregon, Illinois for a month now, but even that's not the confession. The confession is, I think I really love it, almost a lot. And yet, when I tell people, my colleagues at NIU, my friends at Trivia, that I've been watching wrestling, they all say, well, you know, you're thinking it too. Wrestling Wrestling is fake. Wrestling is fake. And I try to defend it. You know what's fake, I'll say? Hamlet. Hamlet is totally fake. Same show every night. Hamlet gets into the ring with Laertes, sword fighting, killing, no improv, no audience participation. No one even gets body slammed. Hamlet is staged and scripted, but somehow that's legit and wrestling is fake? So let's try to figure this out. Is wrestling fake, real, or is it something else entirely? And to do that, I'm going to start at that sandwich shop. It's Scoops in Oregon, owned and operated by Andrew Carlson. This is the front of Scoops. This is the back. That's where Zawa Live happens. Zawa, or the Zen of Wrestling Academy, is the brainchild of Ryan Zishi. How did Ryan get to be in charge? When you buy the ring, you own the company. (laughs) Before a recent match, I asked Ryan what goes into setting up an event. Basically, for a show like this, you have to contact a venue owner. You have to have insurance. Obviously, you have to own the ring. It takes about 20 wrestlers per show. Usually, you have about eight matches or so per show. And... uh, you got to get those organized and have some sort of sense of continuity and flow to it. So all that effort to set up a match isn't fake. What about the matches themselves? Here's wrestler Stephen Wolf, a.k.a. leader of the pack. When you first start out, like people think like the ring's like a trampoline or something like that. Yeah. And that couldn't be farther from the truth. Like, uh, How does it make that noise, though? Is it, was it, what's under there? Is uh, basically, what's underneath there is uh, metal beams that are crossed, and then there's two-by-eights above those beams. Yeah. So how does that not hurt? Oh, it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Okay. It's just like a football player getting tackled or like a hockey player getting hit. It's just one of the things you, just, you get used to after a while. Okay. Like it sucks, but uh, it definitely makes you realize if you really want it or if you really don't. So the pain isn't fake. Must be the characters, the personas. Stephen Wolf is a hero, a baby face in the parlance of wrestling. Coming up with the leader of the pack, for me it's always been like, I love superheroes. And... Just kind of having that persona and being able to help people and have people cheer me on, that uh-huh. definitely gives me like the extra strength to like push the extra mile or do all the things that I do. Because without okay. the people, I don't know what I would be able to do. So I always want to lead my pack. So the persona is real. Guess I just happened upon the one real wrestler. What's your Savannah pers- Stone. Can I use your real name or is it just rather go by those Love names? Yes. That actually is your real yeah. name? <laughs> Meet Lainey Luck and Savannah Stone, who took a moment to discuss their pre-match preparation. A couple hours. 
I mean, you go to the gym, you get ready in the morning, okay. and then when you get here, you get here a couple hours before the show starts, okay. get everything figured out. Yeah, just, you come in, you gotta come up with your own individual strategy and see how, you know, the night plays out, really. Okay. You, know, you come in with the plan, doesn't always work, but you just gotta go for it anyway. How closely do you stick to the storyline or whatever? Yeah, I always try to get a vibe of what the audience is. I mean, that that's... We do that for them, you know what I mean? Right. It's, it's all about the audience, and so you try to vibe with them as much as they can and make them feel like part of the match, honestly. Okay. So. Trying to give them what they want. That's what we're here for. What do they want? Well, every crowd is different. you yeah. got to find it. you got to mm-hmm. figure it out. That's the okay. beauty in being able to work is figuring out what your crowd wants. Crowd response shapes the stories, and the wrestlers react. They don't do that in Hamlet. Ophelia is going to drown every night, even if the audience is screaming for her to put on a life preserver. Must be the characters that are fake then, right, Lainey Luck? It's honestly just an extension of me. Lainey is who I am like when I'm turned up. Lainey is too turnt, and that's who yeah. I am okay. when I'm too turnt. Okay. <laughs> and lo- the luck part is just... Just people love alliteration. I agree with that 110%. I think if you go out there pretending to be somebody you're not, you know, like I said, how do you connect with the fans? Okay. So you got to come out being yourself, you know. Maybe that's turned up. If you're having a bad day, use that in the ring, you know. Okay. That's just kind of what I do. So, Laney Luck in the ring is just a more turnt Laney Luck. Savannah Stone is Savannah Stone at 11. Wonder how many Hamlets have been played by actual turnt princes of Denmark. Actually, it's probably happened once or twice, but still. And I hate to bring this up, but it's NPR, so what the heck. Laney and Savannah perfectly encapsulate what sociologist Irving Goffman was talking about when he observed that people exaggerate certain parts of their personalities. He called it the dramaturgical perspective and said, quote, self is made up of the various parts that people play. In other words, all the world's a stage, as some phony baloney playwright put it, and all the men and women merely wrestlers. Wrestlers have a word for this, kayfabe. Think of kayfabe as reality, but turnt. I'll tell you more about kayfabe this afternoon. So the fights are real, the pain is real, the performers are real. Maybe a better question than, is it real, would be, why do it? Uh, it's the crowd, man. You get that crowd oh, okay. behind you, and it's just the same reason a rock band goes out and plays in front of five people for 50 bucks. It's yeah, yeah. the love of it. Finally, I just came right out and asked the boss, the guy who owns the ring, is wrestling fake? I hate the word because it's Me too. it discredits what training we put in and if you anybody saw the amount of training right. we have to do to do this and I would challenge anybody that says that it's fake and I'm not trying to be old 80s tough guy here but I right. would challenge anybody that says it's fake to come and fall yeah. directly on their back onto wood yeah. <laughs> and metal and that's all we do and somehow I ended up taking him up on that challenge and not just fall backward but do it from at least six feet off the ground getting flung to the wood and the metal by another wrestler my guru Lowlife Christian Rose. On April 20th, 2019, Lowlife Christian Rose won the Zawa Live Championship belt in a heart-stopping wrestling match against Bailey Bright. And yet, that might not have been the most anxious part of his evening. Because Lowlife Christian Rose met another foe in the ring that evening, the bespeckled, handsome WNIJ librarian in a two-minute, 30-second no-doubter. Librarian's got a dirty face. What do you say we wash it off? Lowlife Christian Rose isn't just a force of nature in the ring. I'm the head trainer at the Zawa Zinn of Wrestling Academy. I've been a wrestler for coming up on 13 years, I think. Wow. Um, yeah, it's been a long road. 
He and Zawa head Ryan Zishi mentor young wrestlers at Z and She's, a dance studio in Rock Falls. And as a wannabe participatory journalist, I knew I would need a character. It's the librarian. My, my big move is the book drop. And uh, I'm going to take you out of circulation. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> That's great. And that then, actually is good. I see myself as the villain. So right. I'm taunting the audience like this. There actually is a lot that you could do with that. Okay. I love the idea of, like, imagine you coming to the ring with, I don't know, War and Peace or some absurdly okay. large book <laughs> yeah. and being like, I need all of you to quiet down and you start to read War and Peace. Okay. Maybe you're trying to, like, help the illiterate masses or whatever, if that's what yeah. that character views I'm the snooty, audience right? as. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, right, okay. You're, the power of reading. Somehow you're making literacy bad. Christian and Ryan agreed to let me try my hand in the ring to experience the thing itself. So I watched and absorbed Christian's almost rabbinical utterances. Because if two things collide, the softest thing has to give. Well, I would rather the energy and the force go into the ropes and the turnbuckles than a body. On the day of our match, I asked lowlife Christian Rose if I should be as nervous as I was. I would say it would be bad if you weren't nervous. Then Christian went to work setting up our match. Just minutes away from starting, Christian doped out a kayfabe version of our kayfabe event. You don't know what kayfabe is? You non-wrestling people who have never stepped foot on a mat, you can just assume it means basically the presentation of something staged as real or legitimate. In this case, lowlife Christian Rose and the WNIJ librarian were out kayfabing even the regular kayfabers. Maybe you shush the crowd, they're booing you, then you get in my face and give me the big, you know, shh. And I say we, we would start hot at that point and I'd just give you like a big punch. Okay. And then you add a little bit of character work, you add a little bit of shtick where it's like, ah, and yell real loud because it hurts or whatever. And I'm like, you said to be quiet. Now how do we, when we actually film it, just pause and like, do it, like how are we going to do it? I think we should just run it through live as if we're doing a match. So okay. I'll talk it out with you. It'll be super easy. I communicate in ring just fine. Imagine the three stooges. Right. If I kick you in the stomach and you just kind of bend down and go, oh, well, that's kind of lame. But if I kick the librarian in the stomach and he sells it as if Mo or Shim or Curly would, right. that's going to get a better reaction. That's okay. where That's where the entertainment is. I was pretty confident until the final thing Christian asked me before our match. Is there any part of your body that's hurt? Like, do you have a bad back, bad knees or anything? Not that it would have mattered. My friends were already in the crowd. I was going in the ring. I was wearing an NPR WNIJ shirt, compression bike shorts, knee pads, and cheating reader glasses perched on my nose. He took off his shirt. I shushed the crowd, taunted them, the most obnoxious librarian ever, and then lowlife Christian Rose hit me on the shoulder. The reading glasses went flying in one direction, my body went in another. I never thought about the crowd again. I held my own for several minutes, although video footage reveals it was only a couple seconds and also I was not holding my own. I was being knocked around, flailing my arms like Buster Keaton, only slightly exaggerating. Soon Christian had knocked me against the turnbuckle and pulled my shirt up over my head and delivered the chop. The word chop has a genteel sound to it, as in pork chop, or I might give you a chop on the chest, which is what Christian said to me just before we started the match. This open-palmed chop hurt my ears as much as it did my chest, as his hand smacked my sternum, stinging like a belly flop, and leaving me with a deep purple bruise across my neck, which I was showing to horrified friends for days. 
It looked like I had been given a hickey by a shop vac. I forgot all my good lines. I'm going to take you out of circulation. Here comes the book drop, all gone. I remembered to drop on all fours so I could trip him. This was supposed to be my turnaround when I get the momentary edge before the big climax. But when I planted myself, I was too close to the edge of the ring, which didn't give Christian any room to fall before hitting the turnbuckle. Christian set up again, whispering and reminding me to get more center before dropping on all fours. I did manage to trip him more convincingly, which is when the librarian's turnaround happened. I began to pummel him with an all-out violent punching assault. Actually, the truth is, even for a librarian, this looked pretty weak. So it was time for low-life Christian Rose to finish me. He put his arm around my neck. I took his other arm and gripped. He grabbed my waist and lifted. Suddenly, I was upside down, hoisted over his head, upright. This is called a suplex. I was upside down, vertical, and 51 years old. Christian whispered, here we go, and then we were both in the air, spinning and dropping. He had told me if I landed with my arms in the wrong position, they could snap when we landed. But now that we were in free fall, both of us, I couldn't really tell which way was up or down. I also sort of didn't care. It was exhilarating, and it was fast. This moment of bizarre, glorious suspension lasted a second or two, and then that sound. Our bodies reclaimed by gravity, hitting the wrestling mat. And it was over. I had gone in the ring the WNIJ librarian, a clown, and two minutes and 30 seconds later, born on the back of low-life Christian Rose, I had crash-landed as a wrestler. Uh, sort of. You know, kayfabe. Three beats later, he was declared the winner. The librarian had been crushed. But somehow, Dan Libman didn't feel like a loser. With the librarian's less-than-impressive 0-1 record intact, it was time to retire. I have hung up my WNIJ t-shirt and my fighting cheaters, and can be found most afternoons in my public library, looking at magazines, drinking free coffee, and asking for help with the computers. I rarely think back to that glorious night when lowlife Christian Rose Dewey decimated me, but occasionally, as I'm rereading War and Peace, I'll catch someone staring out of the corner of my eye, usually a child, staring, pretending to be too cool to notice me, working up their courage, until finally, politely, they will approach. Excuse me, they whisper. Are you the librarian? I'll peer over my cheaters, give them a little wink. I used to be, I'll say with a grin. But I'm reading now, so shh. This call is being recorded. Hi, Ryan. Hey, how you doing? Good. Okay, so I am here with Zeke, the empresario of the Zawa what do you call it, the full name, the Zawa Wrestling Studio? Studio, Academy, whatever you want to call it, association. Okay, awesome. And so we just want to check in on some of the people that we heard about. First of all, Christian Rose, what's going on with him? Uh, Christian Rose is still at, at the game. He's still uh, almost kind of right in his prime right now. He is a champion of a promotion called Dreamwave, which is a – they're friends of ours. They're down in LaSalle, Illinois. They bring in big names every couple months uh, – any legend that you've ever 
could think of in WWE, they bring up, and uh, yeah, he's the champion down there, and uh, yeah, he's he's uh, he's doing well, still uh, thriving in the pro wrestling scene. So yeah, oh, that's great. You think that, do you think he wants another uh, get back in the ring with the librarian again, or do you think he's done with the librarian? Well, you know what? He said he wants to silence the librarian because the librarian <laughs> was always silencing others. So that's what that's the rumor on the street. I can't. I don't want to quote him on that. Well, he did it once before. Um, some of the other people we heard in the story, uh, uh, Stephen Wolf, I think was his name. Yeah, Stephen Wolf is uh, actually still wrestling. He is in in Texas right now. He uh, he got kind of handpicked to uh, go to Booker T's uh, school down in uh, Houston, Texas. So yeah, he's definitely much, still very much wrestling, uh, wrestling for some of the you know higher up promotions across Texas and across the United States. He travels to uh, Europe every once in a while. He goes to Mexico. So, yeah, he's kind of taking that next level up. He was actually very, very close to signing with WWE, but he had a, uh injury that he uh, was unfortunate time. And uh, so I wouldn't expect – I would expect to see his name uh, amongst uh, higher promotions within the year or whenever. He's, he's still hard at it. So, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, what about Laney Luck and Savannah Stone? Yeah, Savannah Stone, I believe, is still wrestling in Missouri. I, we haven't had her back for a while. I believe she is still wrestling somewhere, uh, either Missouri or maybe she went uh, further south. Uh, Lainey Luck, yeah, she's still uh, – she wrestles in the Chicago scene a little bit more. We haven't had her for a little while, but, yeah, she's very active as well. She still gets uh, very high-profile bookings, and, uh, yeah, she's still very, very talented lady that uh, is still uh, in the – Chicago scene, very highly respected. Oh, awesome. Yeah. And they, all four of those people have, well, at least I know three of them have um, strong Instagram presence and I, I kind of follow them and it's fun to keep up with them that way too. Does, does Zawa have a, a big social media presence? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I think our, our, we're biggest probably on Facebook. That's more towards our demographic of like people that actually um, just, I guess kind of by region, Rock Falls, Sterling, Illinois is more of a, Facebook town than it is uh, X or Instagram. I mean, Instagram, yeah. we do pretty good. I let somebody else run my run the TikTok. I don't even know what's going on with that. So hopefully they're putting out good co- content on TikTok. I, I don't know. I should probably check that at some point. I, I was disappointed that um, <clears throat> I know that the rest of the Scoop Sandwich Shop where we were used to uh, host events is closed now. It's no longer there. So I haven't seen Zawa in Oregon. But what's what's going to happen in 2024 with Zawa? Where can we find you guys, and what what is the next year going to look like for you guys? Yeah, uh, Scoops actually they ended up turning into like uh, one of those axe throwing places, which yeah, I, they good for them. It's a good good uh, venue for that. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that was a, a, a sad that we can't uh, no longer perform there. But uh, yeah, as far as Zawa in 2024, we have uh, what we call a season. And that kind of goes throughout the year. Um, that'll start January 26th, a Friday show in Nelson, Illinois. So our season shows are in Nelson, Illinois, which is in between Sterling and Dixon. And that's kind of our home area there. And then we'll also, we also always travel in the summer. We do fairs, stuff like that. Um, we'll be up in the Chicago land area. We'll be in Amboy. We'll be in Walnut, Illinois. Um, those are kind of like the the carnivals, the town festivals, those type of events. And then, but like I said, our base is in Nelson, Illinois. We had Godfather there last November. WWE Hall of Famer Godfather was there. 
and uh, you never know who's going to pop up at uh, Zawa. So uh, just stay tuned to our social media for all of that. It's, everything is slash Zawa Live. So it's Facebook slash Zawa Live, Instagram, et cetera, et cetera. It's all uh, slash Zawa Live. So, yeah, there's a, a healthy amount of Zawa content coming up in 2024. We hope you enjoyed listening back to that 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 old gem, the librarian versus low life Christian Rose. I'm a little sore <laughs> after just hearing it. I think the librarian is too. Yeah. Well, we hope you've uh, learned something new. the mm-hmm. The fact that wrestling is is not just for the the massive arenas, but it's here in our in our backyards too. Whether that's the Sycamore Rec Center or or your local uh, sandwich shop in <laughs> Oregon. You can check out more from WCPW, that's Windy City Pro Wrestling, over at their website, officialwcpw.com. So be on the lookout for the next time they're here in Northern Illinois. I highly recommend it. And you can also follow Zeke Zishi's organization, ZOA Live, over on Facebook and Instagram. ZOA is spelled Z-O-W-A. And we'll try to get the librarian to uh, participate in the next one. But Yeah, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see about that. Hey, by the way, if you have an idea, an adventure you'd like to send your Under Rocks team out on, we would love to hear it. So drop us an email. Send it to rocks at niu.edu with your thoughts about something cool, unusual, fun, something that makes you happy right there in your backyard. Now, we're here every third Thursday. We drop a brand new Under Rocks for you. You can also check out all past episodes over on WNIJ.org when you click on the podcast tab. Under Rocks is produced by Spencer Tritt, Susan Stevens, and The Librarian, also known as Dan Lidman. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next time on another edition of Under Rocks.